Hi, this is Pastor Paul Steele from Bethlehem Church in Austin, Minnesota. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. And as we open the Bible together, my prayer is that this will be just the right message for this time in your life. May it be a blessing to you in this Advent season. Now, on to the sermon. As we can, as we continue uh, thinking and meditating on the birth of Jesus, I'm going to read here from Luke chapter one, uh, chapter two, verses one through twenty. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding the flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And, all, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. We live in a culture that wants to make the most of Christmas time. And we talk about having a magical Christmas or that Christmas is a magical time. We want Christmas to be a time of wonder. And as we watch so many of our Christmas movies, right, what do they deal with? They deal with having this miracle that comes at Christmas. This time of wonder and enjoyment with that light snow falling at just the right time to make Christmas perfect. This time of wonder. And yet our Christmas experiences are often quite different. Rather than a time of wonder, they become a time of busyness, a time of debt, a time of being tired. 
So how can Christmas, especially for us who follow Jesus, become a season of wonder again? How can our season, how can this season become a time of wonder again for us? That first Christmas was a season of wonder. You know, you had the angelic visitations to Mary and to Joseph, the miraculous pregnancy of Mary. You had the crowded town of Bethlehem. Then you had the angelic visitation to the shepherds, followed by the armies of heaven coming to announce this birth and to praise God. And then you had this little baby, which may not have been all that wonderful, except the fact that this baby was lying in a manger, just as the angel had said. And those involved in all of this had to be wondering, is now the time? Is this really the time when God is sending the Messiah, the one that we have looked for, waited for for so long, It was a time of wonder. You and I have heard this story so many times. I mean, this is my 48th Christmas, right? I've grown up with this story. I know it backwards and forwards. And we come so accustomed to this season that it just gets to be old hat. We have this tradition we do, and we do that, and we do that. Where's the wonder? And yet, even our culture is saying, has this memory that this is a season of wonder, of amazement, of awe. So how can we reclaim the wonder of Christmas? Well, I'm going to suggest three, uh, I'm going to have three suggestions for us tonight. And the first one is this, to think about the reality of the world. If we're going to reclaim the wonder of Christmas, well, then we have to think about the reality of the world that we live in. Luke starts chapter 2 by telling us this all happened in a specific moment in history. It happened when, Caesar, when Augustus was Caesar. It happened when Herod was, was king of Judah. It happened when Quirinius was governor of Syria. This happened in this time, and it happened to real people. It happened to this person named Joseph, who most likely him and his family had lived in Bethlehem, had moved up to Nazareth for some reason, and so they still owed, and so they still owned property in Bethlehem. And so when this this census taken for tax purposes was given he had to return he had to return to Bethlehem with Mary who was obviously pregnant at the time it involved real people it involved this thing called the Roman Empire who were yes they brought peace but at a very big cost of violence and taxes. And people couldn't escape that reality. That was their world. It happened in a specific moment. And yet, 
in our moment, we still live in a time when governments create havoc for people. We have people here tonight that the only reason they are here is because of governments playing havoc, causing war, causing violence. We live in a world of tragedy, of sickness, of death. We all know of people right in this very moment who are going through hardships. That's the reality of the world that we live in. And I think if we're going to reclaim the wonder of Christmas, we have to remember this dark backdrop of the world that we live in. How God's good creation has been corrupted by sin. Without that backdrop, with, with us just trying to ignore the evil of this world, to, to try to sweep it away, try not to think about it, we lose the wonder of what this season is all about. And the amazing thing that the creator of the world, of this universe, says, I love this world so much. I love my creation so much that I'm going to come and reclaim it and restore it. We need to remember the reality of the world that we live in. The second suggestion I have for us tonight is that we need to live in obedience. If we're going to reclaim the wonder of Christmas, we need to live in obedience. And so we have this group of shepherds out in the fields watching their flock, and they're visited by this angel and then followed up by this angelic army that comes and proclaims and praises God. And they're told, hey, this is what's happened. This baby has been born. He's the Messiah, and you're going to be able to find him in Bethlehem, and you'll know it's him because he's wrapped in swaddling clothes, and he's lying in a manger. And so when the angels leave, what do the shepherds do? They go. They leave the flocks behind, and they go to Bethlehem to check out what this is all about. They obeyed the angel's message. And so as we come here at Christmas time, and as wonderful as it is to have Christmas trees and wreaths and nativities and lights and people over, and family celebrations. Those are all going to fall short of bringing wonder into our lives, into this time of Christmas. For us, we need to live in obedience. To love our neighbor as we love ourselves. The shepherds experienced the presence of Jesus whatever that was like, because they went to look for him. How do you and I experience the presence of Jesus in our lives? 
The best way I know is through love. Jesus in, in, in Matthew chapter 25, he has this teaching about the, the sheep and the goats and, and final judgment. And both groups of people say, Lord, like when did we see you like this? When did we see you in need? And Jesus responds, right? Whenever you do this for the least of these brothers of mine, you do it for me. The way that we experience the presence of Jesus in our lives is by loving one another, meeting the needs of people. Yeah, it's great when we can decorate and it's great to be able to give gifts but the way we really experience Jesus in our lives is by loving our neighbor as we love ourselves, living in obedience to what God has called us to do. And the third suggestion I have for us is that we need to meditate on the truth. Meditate on the truth. Here, Luke tells us that Mary, Jesus' mother, pondered these things, or the New Living Translation here says, thought about these things often. And so she takes all these experiences from Gabriel's visit to her time when she goes to visit Elizabeth to, uh, to uh, Joseph and, and his, his vision of the angel and their trip to Bethlehem and all that this takes place. Then the, then the shepherd's coming. She takes all these experiences and she thinks about them and she thinks about them next to not only the angel's message, but all that she knows about the Old Testament and the prophecies there. And she meditates on this truth. And she's in wonder and amazement of the fact that God used a simple peasant girl like her to change the course of the world. And so if we're going to reclaim the wonder of Christmas, we need to take time to meditate, to ponder. And this is one of the great failings of the culture that we live in. We don't take that time. Our lives are so busy, our lives are so loud, and we go from one thing to another, we don't take the time to stop and to consider and to think about what God is doing in our lives and in the world around us. We miss out, out on the wonder. Just think about this. The fact that the creator of the universe, the one who holds this all together, finds it valuable enough, as corrupted as we might see it, as evil as we see things might be, he values all of this enough to leave heaven, to become a, a baby, a helpless little child in order to save it all. That is an awesome and 
wonderful message that if we don't take time to stop and to consider and to think about, it can grow so normal for us. Something that we've heard over and over again, that it doesn't penetrate our hearts. And yet it's the most amazing thing that you will ever hear. And so we need to take time to meditate, to think about the truth that we read in Scripture. We need to think about the experiences that we've had in our lives. And put these things together so that we can truly be in awe of what God has done for us. So here's the bottom line as we... When we leave tonight, this is what I want us to take away. Christmas becomes a season of wonder when we remember the reality behind the holiday. Christmas becomes a time of wonder when we remember the reality behind the the holiday. Yeah. We're going to have presents to open. We're going to have cookies to eat. We have Christmas decorations up, and it all looks so beautiful, but it doesn't mean anything if we forget the reality behind it all. The God who loves his creation so much that he is willing to do anything to save us, to restore it. That's the reality behind the holiday. May this Christmas be a time of wonder for you. Advent is the season where we reflect on the first coming of Jesus as a way to prepare our hearts for his return. And even if your life might be filled with darkness, I I hope that you will be encouraged because you remember that we have hope because God keeps his promises, because God kept his promise to send the Messiah the first time, we can be confident that Jesus will return and make everything right. May God continue to bless you.